I don't think it's necessarily like I'm selling you, I'm selling you, I'm just selling educating. you. Yes, it's yeah. again, education. And once you're already ready to go, great. I'm excited that you're ready to go, but I want you to understand the expectations and the timelines of what we're doing. Sometimes people are like, hey, here's this report and these are five things that you guys should do. And yeah. that's what your SEO agency is giving you. And we actually have designers and, and developers yeah. on staff. So we have the list of five done. things yeah. that you should do, and we're going to do those five things. Yeah. We're not telling you. We're not putting more on your plate. Our team is actually doing the work. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads podcast. And today I have the pleasure of being with Sydney Olson. Hi. Uh, also of Hook Agency. <laughs> and we're talking about what you can learn from the Hook sales process. We're going to share our sales process so if you're thinking about working with us you mm -hmm. can know exactly what you're getting into and then also we're going to share a little bit about what's been going on at one industry one model and what we learned from it hey we didn't know what we were really getting into no and it's been good though yeah we've been i think it's like eight events so far mm -hmm. or something like that eight events since july so it's been a busy summer and now we're going to be back full time um, <laughs> until i'm out for baby so it's been a it's been a crazy year um, but I'd say the hook process has been getting better and better. Yeah. Sometimes when you step out, your team kind of has to fill in that gap and make sure everything's healthy. And I think that's what happened here. Mm -hmm. But anyways, so if I'm a, first of all, give your background um, okay. and how you got to hook. Um, it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people at hook have come from a lot of different backgrounds and it didn't necessarily like have a straight path towards being where we are. Mm -hmm. Specifically me, I have an event management degree. Yeah. So it lends itself well to helping with the one industry, one model stuff. But I did not think when I was in college or whatever that I was going to be in marketing. It just wasn't something that like I knew a lot about. Mm -hmm. um, so event management ended up not wanting to plan weddings because it's somebody's biggest, most important day. Yeah. And they are not usually very nice and happy on their wedding day. Did you try it? I had an internship where I was doing wedding planning and it just was not for me. You're scared. So well, now I get to work with roofers, which I like much more. I would guess the people that are in that are pretty high strung. Yes. And I mean, I do. I am a very detail oriented person and I like those things, which yeah. is why I really was attracted to event management. I like the like day timelines where it's like mm. every single minute is accounted for. Yeah. But having to manage other people on that is a little bit more difficult than just getting to do the fun organization planning stuff. I can imagine. Yeah, it's a lot. There's probably some correlations there with like selling something and then making sure everything gets properly. Yes. My dream done. was like plan the event and then hand it off to someone else, but that's just not really how it works. And I am a little bit of a control freak where I can't just hand it off and let somebody else completely do it which is something that we've definitely been learning too with being out of the office more and having more people at Hook and as we grow and like get more people in the right places, it is a lot more of handing things off, which I have been learning how to do. Always a good skill. Yeah. Delegation. Yeah, but then had a couple different jobs. I taught English for a little while. I worked in events. I worked at a nonprofit, um, worked with Via in a past life. Mm. Actually, we didn't actually work together, but we had the same job, but we did not cross paths. And then I finally made my way to Hook about two years ago. And wh what did you start at, um, at Hook? And then what happened? Yeah, so you guys took a chance on me and I came in as a strategist. So I came in on the paid ad side and there wasn't a, it was newer at mm -hmm. Hook. We were really like, you guys were doing a lot of websites, a lot of SEO, 
and people wanted paid ads. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, you know, as the world is evolving and as marketing's evolving and things are changing, that Hook is doing the same. So if somebody's asking for something, not necessarily we're gonna do it, but we might look into it and like, if that's a good idea, cool, let's do it. So I came in as a paid ad strategist, learned how to do paid ads, mm -hmm. and it was awesome because I actually got to do the work. So I got to work with a lot of different clients. I got to learn and understand the paid ad side. And then we hired our lead paid ad strategist, Vinny, about six months in. So I got to help him learn a little bit and he has just surpassed me significantly from where I ever was. But I really like coming from having done the work, being on reports, listening to SEO talk about what they do and how they report their work too, I think is just so helpful for me knowing exactly what our processes actually look like. Yeah, and at the risk of oversharing, we had like, in a new department, in a marketing agency, there was bumps. Oh yeah, we had we, Like for instance, one of the ones was like, we were doing ads for sites where we weren't controlling the pages. Mm -hmm. I remember that being a big deal. Like if we can't control the pages, if we can't design and develop or make a page more likely to turn somebody into a customer, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. And so we got more diligent about really quickly working on that and making sure that that's good, not just that the ads are good. I know that was yeah. something that we went through, but yeah, the new service, you get all kinds of like bumps and bruises and you learn how to get better quick. Yeah. And then Vinny kind of swooped in and made that department awesome. For sure. Um, and over time you transitioned to sales. Yeah, and it was that was also kind of an accident. I don't think that when we brought Vinny in, it was because, well, he started, he was a copywriter as well, which I think is really helpful for the paid ads team that they have mm -hmm. that copywriting experience because you're writing the ads, they're helping write the landing page copy as well, which is what you were talking about, having those dedicated pages to be mm -hmm. sent to from the ads. But I don't think that it was ever like, okay, he's coming in and then you're moving out of, out of the paid ad side. It just kind of as people were wanting to learn more about paid ads in the sales process, I would come in and be able to talk to them about it. And then just kind of started having more sales conversations, more sales conversations and ended up transitioning out. Yeah. And as we, let's transition this convo to just giving a quick snapshot of what the hook sales process looks like mm -hmm. for somebody who's interested yeah. and trying to give them a clear this is what will happen. Yep. So if you, if you contact, let's say somebody sends me a message on Facebook and we set them up with a, we usually send a, a Calendly link mm -hmm. and then they schedule a call. Yep. So either that way or they come in on our website. So we get our business at the mm -hmm. risk of helping our competitors. We get our business primarily from Facebook. Yep. People recommending us and then other people seeing it or people seeing our content mm -hmm. and then we also have a million people on our website a year so there's some people coming in that way yeah. and then referrals from other trusted like coaches mm -hmm. consultants in the industry so those are three main sources and then they get a calendly link they schedule it goes to sydney usually yep, yep. and then you what happens then yeah so i think that we are obviously different from roofing sales, but I think there's a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. So I always have an introductory like intro call, which I think is very similar to the discovery call that roofers have before they go out to the appointments. So it's a lot of that same information of like, 
understanding what are you looking for, helping you understand a little bit more about what our services are and is that something that you're looking for? Are you in the right spot to work with Hook? Um, and just getting kind of all that like initial information to make sure that it could be a good fit on both sides. So you're not wasting a ton of extra time, or exactly. they're not wasting a ton of time. Exactly. And it, like the corollary of roofing is like, maybe we don't need to go out there. Yeah. Because like you have like water spots on your ceiling, but there's no other clear yep. indication of a problem yeah. with the roof or and something like that. And it sounds like, like it's, you know, it's the same thing of like, we end up getting out there and it's like, oh, you need, you need a handyman for this. Like yep. that's actually a repair that can be $25 from somebody who can come out and do it really quickly rather than a service that we're able to provide for you. Okay, if you're so offering like, a yeah. repair for $25. Well, that's what I'm saying is it's not their repair. It's something that's like, hey, they actually just need to like tighten this screw or something. I'm just I'm just throwing out a <laughs> shout out to a new sponsor. If you, uh, if you if you're offering repairs for $25, you're going to need to check in with Ugly Roof. Uh, because He's pointing because there's an there, Ugly there's Roof an ugly right roof to booth, the right, right yeah. of us. Uh, because they will help you show you how, sh help show you how to make sure your repairs are more profitable and homeowners love it. Yeah. Okay, so Refresh Repair Restore is not just spraying oil on a roof and rejuvenating the roof. We go in and we soft wash the roof. We have to get rid of that algae because that algae actually takes root in your shingles and is tearing your uh, shingle apart on a micro level. So we clean that roof, we get it spotless, we do the necessary repairs that need to be done to your roof, and then we rejuvenate it and bring it back to life. So anyways, what happens then? So after you have that call, is there anything else you want to share about that call? We give pricing, right, on that yeah. call? Yep, we're very upfront about our pricing. Our pricing doesn't change based on your revenue. So I do ask those types of questions because, again, I want to make sure that this is something that's a good investment on your side too. We don't want to take your money if it's not going to get you the results that you need right away. Mm -hmm. um, so I do ask those types of things, ask the questions that I need to be able to understand, are we gonna be a good fit to work together? Um, but super transparent about our pricing, giving all the information right up front. And I do a little bit of digging on my side too, to like look at where your website's at, where's your traffic at, that kind of stuff. Um, and then setting up that second call. So essentially setting up the appointment where I can go deeper, we can talk through expectations and timelines, and then also give you a little bit of time to think of additional questions that you might have. Um, a lot of people are also talking to other agencies, so I like that. I like when people talk to other agencies because I think that then they do think of more things that like are important to them, and hopefully those are things that we're able to address and provide. And I'll be the bad guy real quick about pricing, because a lot of people, some people aren't the right fit for Hook for either they, they don't feel like they should invest that amount right now mm -hmm. and or your website is too early for some of our services. Yeah. So one thing is like usually we like working with websites that, are, that have a year or two of they've been around Yeah, because that year or two really helps us have a base to go off of. That's a very hard part of your marketing, that first year or two. Mm -hmm. And we just have made the decision that we're not a fit for those first year or two folks. And it, and some people might get a little offended by that, but what I wanna note is like, we're committed to only working with people that we know we can get results for. And so that's good. Yeah. And then on the other side, I understand how you might be a little frustrated with us that we aren't working with the super, super new 
Um, and it's not just super, super new contractor. Like mm -hmm. I'm talking, you could have 5 million in revenue, but if you haven't had a digital presence out there for a while, that I say that it's harder to crack the door than it is to swing the door wide open. And so that period, we just believe you kind of have to be scrappier as a business owner and make sure that you are doing some of that yourself. You're learning a little bit about digital marketing. You know, we just did a talk with um, Joseph Hughes, mm -hmm. Contractor Dynamics, and a, a service like that where it allows you to kind of come up and learn a little bit about this stuff, I think is probably more appropriate in that situation. Yeah, and I'm always like, I have those conversations too. I wanna give referrals, I wanna give like, it's hard to say advice because I don't want to give you advice on your business, but things that I think you can be doing in the next six months, 12 months that are going to get you to a point that makes more sense to work with us. So talking about things like, hey, this is a good way to get a first website. These are some things that you or somebody on your team can do. So I like to be able to be educational on that side of it and talk through some of those things so that we're not leaving you high and dry and just saying, nope, not a fit right now. Good luck. I want to help you get to where it you, it makes sense to work with us. And it was the correlation maybe to a roofer in their sales process, because I want to talk about those principles. I think like, hey, if somebody needs a, a like a, something that you don't offer, mm -hmm. there needs to be kind of a soft letdown. Otherwise, that turns into a, a negative like one-star review. Like, it still matters how you see people out if they're not the right fit. I think like, in, for instance, you may need to give referrals. Like we're so diligent about giving yeah. referrals. You should have referrals at the tip of your tongue and maybe even tell them that you referred. Yeah. We do that. Yeah. I screenshot, hey, we referred, and then I, I send it to the person so that they know that we referred them. And so they're more likely to- Want to refer us. Refer us. So those are good principles I think that apply to roofers as well. Yeah. Okay, so they get to that, how do you know they're going to the second call? What does that feel like to a roofer if they're in our sales process? Yeah, so I schedule that call usually on the first call. Um, sometimes it's difficult because I know a lot of the time, you know, you guys are out at job sites, you're out in your cars, you're not having your calendar right in front of you. Um, so I try and schedule that time as we're on the call, even if it's like the next day, um, try and understand like your timeline too of when things are wanting to get started when are you generally more available? So you don't, you don't complete a, a conversation without scheduling the next thing. Correct. Ooh, I like that. And I know process. that that's probably a little bit different from the roofing sales process, because generally you do have that appointment already set by mm. the time that you have your discovery call. Yeah. Um, so that's already there. So that's why I do make sure that before I get off the phone, it's so much harder to get somebody back on the phone. Mm. So get that call scheduled or get that you know, next step scheduled while I have somebody available. How do you know so much about the roofing sales process? Because you've never been a roofing salesperson. I have not. Um, so I actually, well, I think having so many conversations with roofers okay. and a lot of owners, not all of them, I think a lot of owners come from sales. <laughs> and also I did go to the um, Sales Transformation Transform Conference last week as an attendee. So I went to all the different mm. like breakout rooms. I actually went and learned specifically about their process of baseline selling. Um, so like literally from a roofer's point of view. So what it's, is baseline selling? So it's their sales process with STG and it's a baseball field because mm -hmm. Ryan Groff comes from baseball. And so what they say is their discovery call should get you through base one, two, and three because it's easier to hit mm. a home run 
or it's easier to get, I don't know baseball. Get someone home. Easier to get yeah. home from third base than it is yeah. from first. Nice. Um, so their baseline is, you know, running the bases, making sure that you're hitting all these points mm. of, I'm sure that you get out to houses and they're like, you know, we just want to do it. We want to do it. We want to do it. Yeah. And it's a little bit of slowing them down, making sure you're going through that whole process, which nice. is a big thing that we have learned is even if somebody's really ready to go, we still have to go through our whole process. Mm. If you don't set those expectations, it's setting everybody up for frustration, anger, and disappointment mm. in six months, which I'm sure the same thing with the homeowner. If they don't know your job might take five days, they're going to be pissed when you're there on day four still. Something I've been kind of mulling on and as a question, um, since you're the sales pro here, I've been thinking about, you know, some sales coaches say something along the lines of, if they're already sold, stop selling. Mm -hmm. Would you say this process kind of disagrees with that? So I wouldn't say that we're necessarily, I don't think our sales process and me personally is a very like super hard sales pitch. Yeah. Again, more educational. I want people to understand because digital marketing is tough because it's not like a tangible thing that you have in front of you. Yeah. It's a lot more of like, are we hitting these benchmarks? Are we going on the right path before you start seeing those results? Um, so I don't think it's necessarily like, I'm selling you, I'm selling you, I'm Just selling educating. you. Yes, it's yeah. again, education. And once you're already ready to go, great. I'm excited that you're ready to go, but I want you to understand the expectations and the timelines of what we're doing. Yeah. And that might slow people down, but sometimes that's a good thing if people slow down a little bit and really we, yeah. think about what it is that they're investing in. Because if anything, what we're trying to sell, I guess, is really that like long-term relationship. Yeah. And so if telling them all the truth about our services makes them decide they don't want to do it, mm -hmm. that's okay. Yeah, on both sides. Mm -hmm. It's gonna say, like, if you're gonna work with us for four months and then leave, you're not going to see the results that you want to see. We also have year-long contracts now, so you can't do that. But you're not going to see the results probably in those first four months, so you're wasting your money. And I don't want that for you. I yeah. don't want that for our team. I don't want to work with somebody for four months. Like, I want to work with you for years. I like it. Good mindset. So let's talk about that second call. What are, walk me through what are the key components of that, what happens afterwards. Yeah. So second call is essentially like the presentation. So going through all of our processes, it's not anything crazy in depth. It's more so just these are our deliverables. This is what our team's doing. These are what you can expect to see. Um, sometimes in between that first and second call, our team will do a little bit of research in terms of like, what can you maybe expect to see with where your market's at for your paid ads? What can you maybe expect to see with where your website's currently at for your SEO? Um, we do winning website audits as well. So our team goes through your, your current website. So we have those points of this is actually why you do need to invest mm -hmm. in a new website. This is why it's going to be helpful for you. Um, so making the intangible a little bit more tangible with some of these things that we're able to run some numbers on. Um, but then really just going through again our processes. Sometimes we pull in some team members so that you can ask our experts. Everybody on our team is really specialized in what it is that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So if you have really in-depth SEO questions, I know SEO, I understand it, but I'm not the one that's doing it every day. So I might pull in one of our team members so that they're there to answer those questions. We want, again, you to be as confident as possible to work with Hook before signing anything. 
If you truly believe in what you're doing and you want to be the best version of yourself and you want to build a great organization, there's no other place to do that besides the Roofing Academy. You mean you have actual team members? That, I have actual team members. That do the work that are actually in the office? Yes. Always, not always, mostly in the office. They're not completely <laughs> other side of the world? No. We've and got they know what they're talking about? In-house PVC you? people, copywriters, SEOs, designers, developers, and they are physically there. So we get that knowledge share. We get to like talk about our processes together and talk mm. about our other clients and what's working for them, what's not working. How do we just like learn together and be able to use that for you and have that leg up? Absolutely. Um, and then you put together a proposal? Yes, so after that initial call, generally intro call oh, is 20 sorry. to 30 minutes. That second call is a video call, again, that presentation. Usually that one's like 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. So I really want to be able to dig out any questions that might come up. I'm sure there are things that you, know, you didn't know that you wanted to ask until I start going through some of it. Um, and then after that call, if appropriate, yes, I'll put together a proposal for you. Um, we can get on another call and go through the proposal, but generally we've already talked about the pricing, we've talked about the expectations, everything that's outlined on there, we've already gone through. I feel like the, the presumed question a lot of times for earlier roofers mm -hmm. is, why are you more expensive? Yeah. Because if you're looking at that proposal and it's a little higher than some of these other agencies or something like that, and not to say that we're, you know, we're kind of in line with similar companies, but yeah. what what is your, just, do you usually talk about that? Do people ask? So many people ask. Okay. <laughs> um, because again, I like it when people talk to other agencies. I like it when they're getting information from other people because I do think that we are the best. So I'm not scared about people talking to other agencies. Um, I think that there's a couple reasons that we're the most expensive, not most, more expensive. And you just There's a couple on, <laughs> more expensive than us. And you just touched on one of them, which is we have that team. We have real in-house people that are continuously working on your accounts. So we're not just like, we don't have a bunch of freelancers only that we're working with that don't really like buy in. You know, they don't have as much like, what's the word I'm trying to think of? They don't just have as much like diligence. I think of it kind of as a storm chaser type of thing where if you're there and you're doing a job and you're leaving, your reputation doesn't matter as much. Mm. Whereas if you're in that market, you wanna do a really good job on that house. So our team, they're in our market, right? They're mm -hmm. like our people, they wanna do a really good job for all of our clients. And I think that that's a big piece of it. And following like our, our checklists, you yes. know what I mean? We've got checklists internally to make sure certain things are done and it, you have a lot more control. Yep. You know, we talk about that W-2 versus the 1099. 1099 worker. We've got W-2, we've got people on salary, we've got mm -hmm. checklists in place to make sure things are getting done diligently. Mm -hmm. We have a little bit higher standard. Usually, I'm just gonna throw my two cents in yep. here, is like, usually we're much further ahead as far as the standard that we require out of our team than our client does. Mm. Our client would let us on average, they, they trust us, you yeah. know what I mean? But we're always pushing the standard for our team because we want the effectiveness of that standard 
we want our average client at this moment, this past thing, uh, month was like 49% year over year monthly increase in organic leads. It's, it's also the certainty around the result. So with our team, I'm pretty certain, if, yeah. in particular if you're a roofer, because we have so many roofers, that the, with the exception of a few markets in the United States that are extremely saturated, I have a lot of certainty around creating that result. Yeah. Both on paid ads and on SEO. And that's kind of what you're, that's one of the things. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think they, I mean, they're just, they're not doing like this for four hours a day and then they're going and doing something else for four hours a day. Mm -hmm. All day, every day, they are working on hook clients. So mm -hmm. exactly like you said, they're perfecting the hook processes and they're hitting our standards and they're, it's just, I think it just looks a little bit different on that piece of it. We also, these people are all actually doing the work. I think that sometimes people are like, hey, here's this report and these are five things that you guys should do. And that's what your SEO agency is giving you. And we actually have designers and, and developers yeah. on staff. So we have the list of five things yeah. that you should do, and we're going to do those five things. Yeah. We're not telling you. We're not putting more on your plate. Our team is actually doing the work. They're doing the work consistently month after month, and we can actually show you that work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. So we don't hide anything. We're super open, super transparent with everything. And I always want you to know exactly where your money went in the last month because here is what Hook did for you. Mm -hmm. You have those deliverables, you get to look at them, you have all that information. Absolutely, and then we set out a proposal at yes. the end of that, if, if it's a good fit. Yep, yep. And then just badger them relentlessly. Yeah, every single 20 minutes, I give you a call and say, are you doing it, are you doing it, are you doing it? Good, good, I like that. Um, no, we have a couple things that we have on our side of like, what do those follow-ups look like? I also like to ask, what does follow-up look like to you? Because you're busy. I don't, if you don't respond to emails, I'm not gonna continue emailing you. I wanna be able to reach you in the way that you like to be communicated with. I think, yeah, my approach on that, and it might be different than yours, is usually, because I'm involved with sales sometimes, is like, if this person has expressed that they want this, yeah, I'm gonna be an accountability partner for you, and I'm yeah. going to call you and I'm gonna send you a message on Facebook or wherever else, and I'm gonna say, hey, you said you, you know, we're gonna, I, I don't say it that way, because that would be whiny, but I'm like, is there any questions? How can I help? Mm -hmm. I wanted you to be able to make a good decision. Is there any, anything else I can give you to do that? But I'm just feeling like, if that person has expressed interest, I want to be there, and I don't want them to forget, and I'm usually a little bit more like in those first couple weeks after it. Yeah. I'm after a month or something like that. I'm assuming you're you're off somewhere else. Yeah. I might follow up a few months later just to see what's up, but I just don't like to. Yeah. I think that we're not super aggressive, yeah. and I think that that's nice. If you're a, pr a prospect in our funnel, we're not gonna be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't think that that's the worst thing to be like, hey, you said you wanted to do this. What's up? Yeah. Because. I think that, again, that aligns with what I have learned in the roofing sales process a lot is, is like, hey, you said you wanted this roof, let's do it. What's mm -hmm. holding you back? Why aren't you doing yeah. it? I know that this is something that you want and I wanna be able to provide that for you. Mm -hmm. so I don't think that's the worst thing to even straight up say it. I like that. Anything else that you think that correlates to our sales process to roofing that you might share as a principle? Yeah, I think just what I hear a lot as well is, roofers care about that education, that homeowner education, and letting them know exactly what's going on. Because 
I, two years ago, did not know anything about what would happen if I needed to get a new roof. I knew nothing about that process. And being able to like explain that, I think, is just how I approach things as well. It's mm -hmm. just, I really want you to know as much as you can. I want to answer as many questions mm. as you might have. If you want to be on a call for two hours, most people don't, that's fine. I don't want you to leave my presence with additional questions. I like that. And it reminds me of Deshaun Bryant. He was talking about how people don't need motivation. They need information. Mm -hmm. And if you give them information, they're more likely to take action. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think that that works in the sales process too. Like some people just don't know enough to make a good decision. Yeah. Are you educating them? Are you having your sales team diligently educate every time and all the ways? Yes, it's a little boring to us sometimes because we've said this a hundred times, but that's like getting consistent with the main education points in the sales process allows, and we do that with slides. Yep. We have a nice slide deck that kind of sh walks them through the basics of our thing. Mm -hmm. I, I get bored every time because it's yeah. so repetitive, but it's the things that people need to know to be able to make an educated decision. Mm -hmm. And that's important. And being consistent with that is important. Yeah, and I think that like in, any sales process in any industry, the points that you start talking about are points that people have been asking about. Mm. So our slide deck probably does seem a little bit boring to us because we go through it so often, but the things that are on there come from, these are the questions that people have been asking us, these are the things that people want to know. So to somebody who's never seen it before, they are the things that you're looking for, they are the things that you're actually interested in learning and probably had questions on. And if your sales deck has been, you know, hammered into place one time a long time ago and you haven't touched it. I think ours is an evolving. Yeah, a living, breathing sales deck. That probably gets a, an update every couple months mm -hmm. at the very least. Um, you know, I was just talking to somebody Engage, which does sales decks for the home service space and a lot of roofers. Um, they're they're kind of have a more dynamic version of Google Slides. Um, is there any other tools that you learned about at Sales Transformation Group uh, or the, the event that you mm -hmm. went to recently that um, was that you think might be useful for roofers? Yeah, um, I think a lot of it is like they hammer in the basics. And I think that as you get more and more into sales that those are things that are easy to forget. Mm -hmm. And I, it's similar to, you know, like professional sports, right? Like even though you're really good, you need to do the basics. You mm. need to have somebody. I liked them talking about like coaches as well, mm. having somebody that's always there to help you continue to sharpen those skills and make sure that you are hitting those basics. And that's what I really like about their like sales process baseball diamond yeah. is because it is, it's making sure that we're hitting all these specific points so that we're not leaving anything out. We're not leaving anything on the table. We're addressing all of the needs that could be there. Mm -hmm. And from there, they have all the information and then you can, if you are the person that does a hard close from there, you have the ammunition that you need mm -hmm. because you know what they need. You know the, their pain points and you know what they're looking for and you know that your service or process can help solve that for them. You're talking about trial closes. That's one thing that was really fun for me because I had never really heard of that before. And they, Sales Transformation Group, pushes a trial close even on your discovery call. Your discovery call. Mm -hmm. So we said, I don't want to close somebody on that call, but hey, if 
my services are going to do X, Y, and Z for you, do we have a chance to earn your business? Mm. Getting like them to that point where they're already ready to say yes. I like that. That's awesome. Okay, so I want to also share just a little bit, like we've been on the road mm -hmm. with one industry, one model. Um, what is your experience with being out here, talking to so many roofers? What, what has been good about this opportunity that uh, do you feel like it's enhanced your career in this industry? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, I think not only being able to talk to a bunch of roofers and just understand like what are they going through, what are the problems that they're having, but also being able to talk to a lot of the other like vendors and sponsors that are here so that I can get their perspective to like, okay, these are what we see as issues. This is how we solve them. So mm -hmm. we're not only seeing what are some of the things that like they're having difficulties with within marketing, but all the other aspects of their business mm -hmm. and being able to learn from the other vendors and sponsors that are here mm -hmm. about how they help solve those issues. Absolutely. Um, anything else? Well, I'll just share my experience briefly mm -hmm. too with One Industry. Like we've been involved with the planning and the execution of the events and banners and promos, excuse me. And we've been involved with some coordination and different things like that. And as far as that experience goes, um, was, was more intense than I realized when we got into it, that it was gonna be that way. Um, but we made the most of it. Mm -hmm. All the back end, if you find yourself on the back end of an event. It's a lot. It, the, the good part is all of the relationships that then you have with the people. If you're coordinating, you have a, a different kind of relationship with the, the different vendors and stuff like that. And it allows you to deepen those relationships. And uh, you know, the principle for roofing is you find yourself coordinating with other trades a landscaper, a pest control company, a tree, tree service company, whatever it happens to be, it's a little deeper than you wanted it to be or whatever, you now are building these relationships stronger because it's, it's actually, you're intermingling your services and so those types of things can be a blessing. So don't let interaction and things with different um, trades go, go wasted. Yeah. Because I think that that's the, the principle there. And ultimately, we came through this. So this is the last one this year. Yep. And we're, this is the last day. We've made it. And I will say, we got I don't know it. if we thought yeah. four months ago that we would be yeah. here. But yeah. yeah, I think it's been a really, really cool experience being able to utilize my event management skills a little yeah. bit. But really, like, I mean, you talked about referral partners in the very beginning, and that's yeah. a huge thing that's coming of this as well. Mm -hmm. And even not only with vendors, again, but the roofers that are here, maybe they're not in the position where they need us or they're ready to use us, but they might know somebody that is. Mm -hmm. So building those relationships with anybody and everybody and not being so quick to dismiss them. Absolutely. So this is the Hook Better Leads podcast. Uh, Sydney Olson, um, anything you direct them to? Um, you can find me on our website, on LinkedIn, Sydney Olson, and on Instagram as Sydney Bailey. Awesome. And hookagency.com puts on the podcast, Hook Agency on social. Thank you. Bye.